Adamu was much smaller than the Anunnaki babies, but other than that, he was very similar to his creators. And the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the souls of life, and man became a living soul. This was the birth of the first human being. Eventually, the Anunnaki also conceived a woman who was delivered by Caesarean. She was given the name Tiamat, Eve from the Bible. Her purpose was to fulfil the requirements necessary for human procreation. After this success, the Anunnaki then went on to create seven boys and seven girls and they grew up in cages near the trees. Enki needed the primitive workers to procreate so that they would have more slaves to work in the gold mines. There is another book called The Secret Gospel of John, which states that the God of the Bible created humanity because he wanted slaves. If you've been with me over the past couple of months, you'll know that I've spoken about this a lot. So, if you haven't already, check out the video called Christianity We Haven't Tried Yet. I'll link it in the description. Adamu and Tiamat were placed in Eden to ensure that they would not be harmed. Several Anunnaki were appointed to watch over them. One of the first problems that the Anunnaki had was that the humans did not procreate when the proper age for reproduction was reached. In laboratory tests, it was seen that the humans and the Anunnaki shared almost the same genetics. The tablets described the human as having two intertwined snakes that were arranged along with 21 branches of the tree of life. The Anunnaki possessed 24 plus branches of this tree of life. Adamu and Tiamat lacked two parts of DNA that were essential for procreation. Ningsinja closed the gates of Eden and brought a deep sleep upon Enki, Ninma, who carried Adamu to term, and also Adamu and Tiamat. He extracted the life essence, probably blood, from Enki's rib and placed it in Adamu's rib. The same process was repeated with Ninma and Tiamat. He then commanded both of them to walk through the Garden of Eden to procreate. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man, and he slept. And he took one of his sides, and he closed the flesh in its place. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. Adamu and Tiamat woke up. They became aware of their nakedness and made themselves an apron of leaves. Enlil was walking through the Garden of Eden and spotted both of them with leaves over their private parts. And they heard the voice of the Lord God going in the direction of the sun. And the man and his wife hid before the Lord God in the midst of the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called to man, and he said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I am naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? Enlil was furious with Enki, because what he had effectively done by genetically engineering them or what Lucifer did by convincing Eve to eat from the tree, caused humans to evolve, 
out of their second density animal-like state and into a higher state of consciousness. Enlil had been against the idea of genetically modifying the slaves from the beginning. I think of Enlil as the equivalent of someone who is weary of the powers of artificial intelligence. It's fine now, but thousands of years in the future, probably not so much. Ninsinja tried to calm down Enlil by telling him that these beings did not have the branch of the tree that gave them long life like the Anunnaki. So, they would never have the time to truly figure out the true meaning of life. <coughs> Enlil was still furious, and he was probably very afraid. He expelled Adamu and Tiamat from Eden into the mountains. Now the Lord God said, Behold, man has become like one of us, having the ability of knowing good and evil. And now, lest he stretch forth his hand, and take also from the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. And the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to toil the soil, whence he had been taken. Time passed, and now that the humans were more conscious, they had the desire to procreate, which they did excessively. Eridu quickly became unable to provide shelter for so many people and food and resources became scarce. The beauty of the human women started to attract some of the Anunnaki and the Ajiji, but the relationship between the different races was strictly forbidden. Eventually, even Enki himself who was now king of the city of Eridu, fell in love with a human woman. From this relationship, the boy Adapa was born. He had a longer life than most humans, but he was not immortal. Adapa married a woman called Atiti, and they gave birth to a new royal line of humans, who were considered more intelligent and of much higher status. But Adapa's children also inherited the Anunnaki's lust for gold and power. This gave rise to competition amongst humanity, who became eager to please their masters. Adapa's two eldest sons, Kin and Abel, were the closest servants of the Anunnaki, and they competed with each other to please their masters. Kin grew jealous of his brother Abel. He waited until they were alone and murdered his brother with a wooden club. This was the first murder and it was a huge surprise to the Anunnaki. This was because the humans were supposed to be slaves and any action other than work or servitude, especially emotional outbursts, were a huge concern. As punishment, Kin was genetically altered so that he couldn't grow any facial hair. This was a symbol used to point out the fact that he was a murderer and he was exiled from Eridu and condemned to live forever in the world without ever finding peace for his soul. The humans continued to reproduce and began to wander aimlessly across the world. Without the Anunnaki to dictate rules, the humans descended into thievery, corruption and violence and it seemed impossible to control them. But everything was about to change. 
the orbit of the planet Nibiru was reapproaching the Earth. The Anunnaki knew of the impending disaster, the flood, as Nibiru would reverse the Earth's magnetic poles, causing earthquakes, volcanic eruptions and tsunamis. The Anunnaki's final decision was to abandon Earth and flee into space, where they would remain orbiting the planet until the natural disasters were over. Enki didn't want to see his slave race die out, so he commanded Zisruda, Noah, to create a giant ship called the Preserver of Life to save himself and his family from the giant flood that would end all life on earth. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. Zisudra dutifully carried out Inki's instructions and used the Anunnaki's technology to build a great ship. He also protected the animals on earth by collecting their DNA, one from a male and one from a female. When the great ship was finally ready, the signs of approaching Nibiru could be felt all over the world. And those who had mocked this ruder now feared the result of their arrogance. As predicted, the earth was devastated by an earthquake that ripped the surface of the earth, setting up new continents. Torrential rain then raised the level of the oceans. Eridu and the Garden of Eden was destroyed for good. Despite these horrors, Zisudra's ship held out and floated until the water returned to normal levels. Moving away from all of these Anunnaki stories, it is scientific fact that we have a gene inside of us called the God gene and it has been inserted into our human genome. It can be turned on and it can be turned off. My hypothesis is that this gene was inserted by the Anunnaki. This gene is linked to our dopamine and what it does is it makes us want to worship something outside of ourselves when in reality we should be finding the power within ourselves. When scientists found this, they realised that it happened around 200,000 years ago and at the same time our chromosome number 2 was pulled out and fused together with two telomere caps and they were put on to the end of each of our chromosomes. Telomere caps are protective and they contain the genetic material that allows us to regenerate ourselves. Eventually that telomere material runs out. The Sumerian tablets also say that this happened 200,000 years ago in the Tower of Babel incident. That incident made it to the canon and in that story God limits humanity's years to 120. You can read that in Genesis chapter 11. In the Sumerian tablets this was actually Enlil limiting us. Before this occurred humans were living for hundreds of years. The Bible tells us that humans lived for hundreds of years and now the maximum lifespan that people could live for is 120 years if that wasn't for all of the poisoning in our atmosphere and our food, the stress induced illnesses etc. This information is so important but most people don't realise this because we don't speak enough about our ancient past. 
people would realise that we have been altered and genetically modified and our lifespans have been shortened so that we can be subjugated and ruled over. We never live long enough to figure this out. And by the time we do figure it out, we're usually on our deathbeds full of regrets and on our way out and the next generation has to start again from zero. We need to be able to pass this information on from generation to generation so that we can break the cycle that we're in where less than 100 people on this planet control 8 billion people. I think that the lessons that we take from the ancient Sumerian mythologies are of the utmost importance. We need to know about this ancient information so that we can know what's happened in our past so that we can make a better future. But that's just my take on these stories. I'm more interested in what you have to say. Please let me know what you think in the comments below and I will speak to you soon. Peace and love.